All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to Truth Bombs. Okay. It's Friday. Lauren Leal is back. And we have a new mic and camera setup. I know that we've had some issues with with the mic, so I'm like, okay, we got a new camera now. We got mics clipped onto us, and you let us know if this is better. (laughs) In the meantime, we're going to jump into some big news. Biden administration has officially announced that monkeypox is a public health emergency. What do you think of that? Mm, I don't think it's a public health emergency. I'll say that much. (laughs) Our local news interviewed man on street about this as well. Mm-hmm. And the people were not very faced. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm not worried. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. I mean, we saw what art has already happened and everything that's come out after this other right. pandemic we had. So, no, we don't want to go into another one of those. So, we're going to talk about the details of what's really happening. I'm actually going to compare monkeypox to the pandemic of 2020. And we're going to look at the numbers and see, is this as contagious as that pandemic okay cheers yeah let's do it into it all right so also we've got a few things there there was a deadly lightning strike at the white house yesterday literally just outside the white house a monstrous lightning bolt was caught on camera killed two people insane that's crazy uh, so we're gonna jump into that as god well. sees all the evil going on yeah no, i'm just kidding god warning biden there is a radio news girl who is speaking out similar to my story and saying you know what uh the corporate news is corrupted we can't even be transparent with the truth and here's why so her story is slightly different from mine. I'm going to show it. Can you guys hear us okay? I'm like, I'm not seeing the comments. All right. The mic is, the mic is what? Is it good? You let us know. Are we good? Okay. Can you hear us? Okay. So, and there is also an update on the tragic uh, car accident death involving uh, Congresswoman Jackie Walorski. The plot thickens, you guys. Sheriff's Office has an actual update on what really happened, and now I have more question marks. So before we jump into it, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. Uh, We're back with Virtual Shield, my favorite VPN. So a a bicyclist in Florida got a strange email from Google. It said law enforcement was requesting his user data. He had 10 days to go to court if he wanted to fight it. The bicyclist later found out. He was a suspect in a burglary. His Google location pinged him near the scene of the crime one year ago. Law enforcement wanted access to his phone. However, he was innocent. He was simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. But his Android phone seemed to betray him. This is why having a VPN like Virtual Shield is so important. VPN can hide your location from tech giants that on top of already hiding your internet history from your ISP. Using a VPN prevents tech companies and law enforcement from false accusations like what they did to this bicyclist. I highly recommend uh, the VPN from Virtual Shield. Get 50% off for life plus a free 30-day trial only by downloading it today. You can go to the link down below, virtualshield.com slash ivory. Um, and all my viewers are now eligible for that discount. So check it out. That's awesome. With privacy always at the forefront of everything these days. That's great. Exactly. It actually helps uh, prevent, it, it helps give you a second chance if you get censored. Like there is a way, if you if YouTube like deletes your channel, YouTube will actually track your IP address 
to figure out if you try to create another YouTube channel, it'll zap that one too immediately. But if you do it through a VPN, YouTube can't track you and you can get back on YouTube after being censored. So there's a lot of good, Oh wow! there's a lot of nice ways uh, that it's VPNs great for you. Kick it. And, I, and hopefully uh, I never have to deal with that. But um, great for you and other independent journalists as well. They can tell my camera is HD. What's up, you guys? We're gonna look at your comments. I told you, you guys can ask us anything, and uh, we'll read the comments. And ask we us appreciate. anything. Don't know if we'll answer anything. If you send a <laughs> super chat, then we're forced to answer it. So there you go. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into the top headline of the day because I haven't addressed monkeypox enough. I think. Um, People are wondering what's going on. So the Biden administration declares the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency, according to CNN. The Biden administration on Thursday declared monkeypox a public health emergency with cases on the rise across America. The announcement came down uh, during a briefing with the Department of Homeland, uh, sorry, Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, so they're saying that so far, since mid-May, there's been six point six thousand uh, six hundred probable or confirmed cases detected in the United States. Cases have been identified in every state except Montana and Wyoming, which have very small populations. Mm -hmm. 6,600 cases across the nation. And if you look at the, the CDC data, Texas, where we live, is getting hit real hard. Can you believe that? I haven't heard of this Yeah, uh, by any friends. So, CDC, you don't know anyone who has monkeypox? No. Uh, so, you can do see, you? Uh, I do not either. Um, and I know the news is talking a lot how it's hitting the gay community. I have gay friends, not a lot of gay friends, but I haven't heard from anyone that they have monkeypox. Same you know? here. But this is not, it's not only a gay illness. It, I know that everyone's talking about, and, and health experts are well, saying, Redu gay people, please reduce your number of partners. Health experts are saying that a lot. <laughs> but monkeypox is not a new illness. It's been impacting both genders in Africa for decades. Isn't it like the new shingles, basically? Um, I I don't know. I heard it. You know, it's it it's reminds very comparable me. Comparable to reminds me of chickenpox. The the little um, pot, oh, I had the chicken pox. pox all over your body. It's what it looks like. Um, Those things so are awful. Because this has been impacting the gay community so much, check this out. Gay people are lining up for vaccines like none other. This is a CNN headline and image. You can see the picture here. Residents waiting in line hoping to receive a monkeypox vaccine uh, at the Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital. Wow. Um, so, okay, tell me why there's only men. Why are there no women? Um, that's very interesting. We're only seeing men in this picture. Yeah. Anyone have any? If you believe in why, the two genders, still. Why women are not? <laughs> well, here is my theory on that. Uh, men are thought to be more promiscuous than women. And when you think of what? Uh, the gay community, women are thought in the gay community to not be as promiscuous. They just want to find one lesbian partner a lot of times. Of course, I can't speak for everyone. Gay men are known to be, in many cases, very promiscuous. Of course, not in all cases. I have gay friends who are not promiscuous whatsoever. But 
I would say that is why. It's because the health experts are being very clear that the permit, it's being spread through gay promiscuity, which is mainly a male thing. I mean, men in general like sex more than women, right? That's the theory. That's the theory. It's not always true. I never thought there was one day that I'd be talking about this on camera. I'm just saying. But secondly, when it comes to all of this, I remember when monkeypox was on the rise during June, right? When June was starting. And of course, that is Pride Month. It's Gay Pride Month. And so I wonder if that was to capture the attention for everybody like this picture showcases that's lined up to get this to get the this needle some people wonder if pride month helped spread monkeypox because there's so many gay festivities where gay guys go out go and out and party end up hooking up with someone at that party mm-hmm. so that could have um could have been the case now uh and Our local news here in Houston, uh, it's getting, I'm going to get to the exact comparison with the pandemic of 2020 and look at just how contagious this is. Newsflash, it's not as contagious as the 2020 pandemic, okay? But uh, local news here in Houston, Houston's getting hit hard compared to other parts of America. Houston actually has quite a bit of monkeypox. So let's look at how the Houston Health Authority um, this is the city's official doctor. What he's saying about it. So we know so the current. This is my old outlet, guys. mentioned, you know, people with multiple sexual partners, but we're also seeing kids getting it now too. And of course, that's a huge concern with school starting soon. Uh, what should parents know? So first of all, when, in most cases, when kids get it, it's not the way the adults are passing. Adults are passing it mostly from physical contact with when they engage in sexual activity. Kids are generally getting it because they live in a household with somebody who is infected, and it gets on sheets, blankets, towels, things like that. Um, there's a lot of virus in that household, and that's how the kids wind up contracting it. So the thing to keep in mind is that for folks who have monkeypox or think they might have monkeypox, and you have kids in your household, you really need to isolate yourself away from everyone else in the family, or you're likely to spread it within the household. Now, with the kids who should contract it and then go to school, Again, the chance of spread is pretty minimal, but it's not zero. But it is really pretty minimal because kids just don't generally engage in those behaviors. Now, the younger kids do a lot of hugging. And we do know that like kindergarten, first graders, they are a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of innocent touching that goes on with those kids. So, again, the, the goal from our community is to stop the spread. And the best way to do that today is for the people who are at greatest risk of spreading it to stop the behaviors that are causing the spread. That's how we as a community are going to get ahead of this. We don't need to be waiting until lots of kids have it. That's way too late. That's, that's a huge mistake on our part. Dr. Purse, about 17,000 vaccines are said to be on, the, on their way here to the city of Houston. Will that be enough when it does arrive? So I'm going to do a little of my, my back-of-the-napkin math for you here. So the city of Houston has a population of 2.3 million people. Most estimates are that in a metropolitan area, around 7% of the community is are members of the LGBTQ community. So 7% of 2.3 million is 161,000. Let's say that right now we're concerned about men having sex with men. So let's say that 161,000, half of them are men. Again, some estimates here. So that's about 80,500 people. We're gonna get 17,000 doses and it takes two doses. So we're only gonna be able to vaccinate half that many people. It's nowhere near enough to 
to vaccinate the at-risk population, if you were to define it as uh, gay, bisexual men. Now, within that community, they're not all having multiple sex partners, right? So that's why we are trying to focus in on those folks who are having those highest risk behaviors uh, to get the vaccine. But again, I want to reiterate, the thing that will be most effective most is for effective. those folks who are engaged in those high-risk behaviors to stop doing that. And that will, um, that will, and as that a community, that will help slow this down more effectively rate. than the vaccine that we don't yet have. Just lay off the orgies for a few weeks and we can stop, we can flatten the curve. Look, can I just say this is rebranding and repeating 2020 in a new light. Seriously, that's how I see all of this. We already know all the protocols to take right at the very beginning of the video. The doctor laid out all of the cautionary protocols to take as far as, oh, if you're in a home with one another, don't be touching one another. When you go to school, all of the uh, just hugs or whatever these children are doing in the playgrounds, like, you know, socially distance. It's all a repeat. Yeah, it's people are concerned that it's just going to, be a repeat in schools again. Guys, I know, I know you're talking about Echo. Is Do we have an Echo right now? We got this new technology we're testing out. Let us know. Um, well, we, we actually, okay, so my former outlet interviewed parents about the plan for back to school and whether they're worried. Um, and here is what they said. Most parents I spoke with say they're unfazed. We're not super worried. They need to wear masks, then so be it. To be honest with you, I'm not concerned about that. I don't understand understand this. I understand So they keep talking about, you know, multiple partners. This is, once again, men, men, men. That's all I heard the doctor say. Yeah. Nothing about women. Wow. What a bunch of man-haters. But apparently this is uh, largely, you know, about sexual promiscuity. I'm I'm checking your comments right now. Uh, The Mike and Cam time off. So now we've got our timing off. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. Uh, the White House up for us. The White House has now named a new monkeypox response team, and health officials uh, in at University of Minnesota tracking deaths around the globe say there are now 11 deaths due to monkeypox. The most recent one in Peru was a 45 year old person with an untreated HIV infection who died of monkeypox. Um, so. Let's compare this. So why didn't they just call it HIV? And if it's an HIV infection, why do they? Well, I guess you know the, H- the HIV pox? HIV weakened the immune system. So then, when they caught monkeypox, it took them out and they died. So you know, um, let's look at you know the uh, the illness. Okay, so the pandemic of 2020, the first case of timeline. The first case was January 17th. 2020 in Washington state uh, with the pandemic in 2020. And it was declared a public health emergency two weeks later. Compare that to monkeypox where they've waited two and a half months to finally declare it a public health emergency. And, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of politicians, Democrats are, are saying, you know what, this is uncut. Like Adam Schiff was just on the news saying, you know, 
why is the why is the Biden administration dragging its feet on all this and they don't have enough needles for everybody? You know, that's why you see the men lining up for needles because there's not enough. Uh, so some some people think they're not doing enough and this is going to be really bad. I mean, fact is monkeypox is spreading a lot slower than um, the pandemic of 2020. So let me show you the CDC's website again on monkeypox so we can get the official update on how, ma- how much monkeypox currently as of today, they have recorded a grand total of 7,000 cases of monkeypox since it first hit the U.S. in mid May. Okay. It's been about uh, two and a half months. Um, so let's look at the pandemic of 2020 and how quickly it spread then. So we're looking at the CDC's websites and they have um, daily new cases. They're not tracking grand totals here, just daily new cases. And it was, um, if you, if you go the same amount of time, if the pandemic hit U.S. shores January 17th, two and a half months later, because we're currently two and a half months into monkeypox. So two and a half months later from there would be early April. And you're seeing it was about 37 or it was about 30,000 case, new cases per day uh, in the 2020 pandemic. 30,000 new cases per day were, were being contracted two and a half months into that pandemic. Two and a half months into monkeypox, we have a grand total of 7,000 cases, period. So monkeypox already has spread immensely slower mm-hmm. than the pandemic of 2020. And there's reasons mm-hmm. for that. It's The fact is it's, it's less contagious. It's mainly skin-to-skin contact you have to have. Or, for instance, if you, like, shared a towel with someone and they had an open sore from monkeypox – and they dried off on that towel. Now there's residue of the monkeypox on the towel. Mm-hmm. Then you use it. Now you have monkeypox. Um, so it's much harder to spread, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's. I, I just think that's why it's never going to grow to the severity that some people fear. And that's the opposite. That's. I mean, you're looking at the numbers and the stats from then to now. The two different types of, uh, I don't know what to call them on here, but the two different type um, of things that are taking place. Illness. Um, they What do they call it in, when there's a, an outbreak? It's an outbreak. An outbreak. Two different types of outbreaks. Well, everything the doctor was saying was basically to socially distance, even like those crazy times during Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings where they said not to be with your family. And if you're in the same household, spread out. But from what you're gathering and what you have researched showcases that, okay, just basically don't be skin on skin, don't share the same clothing, don't share the same towels, and you're fine. Right, right. So a lot of, you know, in American culture, pretty much adults are not skin on skin unless they're doing something um, romantic. <laughs> so I think the only like thing I'll say that and not American, but like French, like I know, like you do the like kisses oh, on the sure. cheeks and, and, and uh, in Europe in general, that that's popular, but yeah, just cut that out. Um, <laughs> I was reading what, what outlet, it was a major uh, mainstream outlet that was talking about one of the very first cases on us shores of monkeypox in mid may it was a guy who showed up in an emergency room 
with his extreme pain in his anus. He had the pox literally inside his anus. And um, the doctors were like, well, if you don't have any visible injury, we can't do anything. They sent him home. And the outlet was saying, this is how we know the U.S. was so unprepared because doctors wouldn't even treat the first patients. But the fact that it was showing up inside the anus. That's crazy. Um, so, you know, it, it spreads everywhere, but you can see mon- monkeypox, like I said, been around for decades in Africa primarily. And you see the pictures of little kids with it all on their arms, kind of like chicken pox. Um, that's how it was there. So it, it definitely is not only, you know, a sexually transmitted illness. Yeah. And little kids do touch each other a lot more than adults do. And kids touch adults. And they're always running, giving hugs and all that. So mm-hmm. um, it is a concern, I guess, for the come of, of school season. But I just don't see it getting um, that bad. Severe and yeah. compared to, to the pandemic of 2020. Um, and only 11 deaths so far globally. Um, and then the last thing with people saying, well, the Biden administration still doesn't have enough needles out for all this. That's, that's, I think that's just a PR strategy uh, to have not enough so that people are scrambling and lining up for for the needle that makes more people want it. Mm -hmm. And I think they're doing that again. That's what they did in 2021 with the slow rollout. Oh, can I say it too? I feel like that's what they did with the ventilators as well. Really? There was a high demand for them. And then there were so many all over the hospitals, but they weren't even being used. Mm, maybe. And ventilators, a lot of, you know, there's like a 12% survival rate once you go on a ventilator. There's studies about how ventilators actually cause an inf- a new infection that causes death from the ventilator, not from the illness. <laughs> they don't report that whenever we had this last illness. Yeah, it was not widely reported. So it's really interesting stuff. Um, oh, one more thing. So uh, Biden's new press secretary, uh, what's her name? Karine Jean-Pierre, I think her name. Uh, it's such so a she, pretty name. but So she talked about this new declaration of monkeypox as a public health emergency yesterday. And I've been saying about monkeypox when I have mentioned it on my show, it's not nearly as contagious as the new illness. The only difference now would be if it had mutated somehow, if this illness had, if, you know, somehow mutated in a lab or otherwise, and it became more contagious. Well, she said something very similar to me. And it's yes. going to do everything that he can to end this outbreak. Uh, he's going to use every, uh, pull every lever uh, to fight monkeypox. And, uh, you know, back in May when he was in Asia, he was asked about monkeypox and he said, uh, you know, we should be vigilant. Uh, and that was back in May when we heard about uh, the first cases. And so his his administration has been hard at work uh, making sure that we have a comprehensive uh, response. Uh, and what has happened, and talked about this a little bit too, is that it has evolved rapidly. So there, we had monkeypox back in 2003. We had it in, in 2021, small cases, uh, but it has rapidly evolved. And this is not uncommon for the dynamic of an infectious disease to infectious disease to Boom. So there you go. She's saying, yeah, monkeypox itself has changed. So here it has been for decades being, you know, 
a very contained illness that doesn't really spread. And all of a sudden it's spreading. Something's happened to it. It's magically mm-hmm. mutated yeah. now. That's how I feel like, honestly, since we've been talking about monkeypox, I feel it's just the new invention, sadly <sighs> to say invention, of HIV. Really? Because we're talking about it being amongst the gay community, even though others have it, as we mentioned, the children in Africa, but in the other cases. However, it's widely, you see who's showing up. We just showed a report about it at the beginning of the show with the line outside of the people lining up to get the needle. So you know where the attention is, where it lies. And I, I like I said, it's just kind of like a rebranding of HIV and a pandemic for me. Yikes. I really hope that everyone can just... I wish that, I hope that's not the truth. No, I I'm hope- just making speculations here. I don't know. You tell me what you think. Now is the time to boost your immune system. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> just absolutely eat, eat healthy, get your vitamin C, uh, get your sunshine, lemon, your ginger, fresh. cayenne shots all the time. <laughs> get your health shots, guys, because they got these viruses out to get us. All right. Uh, another, another update. Uh, crazy freak accident outside the White House, you guys. An elderly couple has died after lightning struck them yesterday literally within feet of the White House. Let me show you uh, this uh, report from Fox 5, who, you know, the news outlets there, they have cameras trained on the White House at all times. So their camera literally picked up this insane lightning bolt, you guys. I don't want to see the death. It's not the death, right? No, no, no. Boom. (gasps) No, you don't see it, but. Wow. Isn't that literally insane? Wow. They're doing a, re- a repeat of it now. It only struck once, but it wasn't that, that huge. Um, so there were four people just outside, outside the White House, and two of them died. I actually have um, an update on the couple who died. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sad. Turns out it was an elderly couple from Wisconsin who lost their lives to this lightning strike. I know. Oh. Like, they must have been tourists or something. Donna and James Mueller, a couple from Janesville, Wisconsin, who died from injuries following a lightning strike in Lafayette Park near the White House Thursday night. May they rest in peace. So sad. CBS 58 News reporting that. Um, Insane. You know, they always get tourists out there outside the White House. I know. It's it's. Watching the lightning strike is cool, but then you see the injuries that follow with it, and it's just incredibly sad. My mom was actually struck by lightning um, before she gave birth to me. She was like, um, what? She was, I think this is before my older brother was born. She was newly married to my dad. They They had settled down in their home. And literally, they were sitting on the couch talking shortly after getting married. And uh, lightning hit their home. And it like came in the window and struck my mom. Um, what? And she was like temporarily paralyzed. Um, she felt like her her whole lower body was on fire. And then they had to hightail it out of the house because the entire house ended up burning down because of lightning. <laughs> but my mom is one of few oh people who have actually survived lightning strike. I mean, that is such a powerful volt of electricity that it kills pretty much everyone it hits. But That's somehow incredible. I mean, yeah. your mom is a survivor. Secondly, wait, wait, wait. So there were other kids in the house too then? No, this is before they had kids. My parents oh, okay. were newlyweds. Okay, okay. Um, 
Yeah. I guess just like a, she must only caught like one of the little arms of the lightning, you know, not the main bolt. I'm sure you've talked to her about it. What is her like reactions? Like what was like, did it hurt? What was, Oh what was yeah. The she feeling? Would, I mean, she was in pain. Yeah. She I can was, imagine. I, it was like her lower body was on fire and she couldn't walk. She was paralyzed for a while. And I think she thought she'd never walk again, but then it came right How back. long was she paralyzed? Um, did she have to learn just, to walk? maybe for less than a day it was like okay crazy I need to ask her more about that but it was obviously before I was born lightning mom yeah yeah my mom is a survivalist in many ways she actually she co-hosted truth bombs with me two weeks ago when I was in Wisconsin and I had her on to talk about survival skills guys (laughs) yeah, you, you don't were you like the Girl Scouts. No, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I were, you know, I didn't need that because my mom raised me yeah. like, in the wilderness where I had to fend for myself. Okay, we didn't have electricity, you guys. We were just roughing it. Really? <laughs> yeah. For how long? Up until I was ten, I think we got electricity when I was like ten. Wow. So yeah, it's crazy. Oh, we got a super sticker, guys. Thanks for the super sticker. My software, let me see. It, um, if you ask super chat questions, we'll, we'll get right to those as well. Okay, so guys, President Biden was speaking today on the economy, and uh, he had something interesting to say about the President of the United States. Wait, we thought that was him. Was that him? And pass it as soon as possible. You know, I know most families are focused on just putting three meals on the table, taking care of their kids and paying their bills. Helping you do that is my job. That's the president's job as well. I have one more job, which is not only to focus on getting America through the economic challenge we're facing. What's his other job? I'm his wife. (laughs) That's the president's job. No, wait. That's my job. That's my job. It's also the president's job. You're we thought you were the president, Biden. And your job is to help us get foods on the table? I mean, okay, well then freaking lower the price of everything in the grocery store, please. Yeah, um, which help, you know, you can help by stopping to print money. Talk to your buddies at the Fed. Stop having them funnel newly printed money to your friends at Big Pharma and your friends in Ukraine. And also to the Americans who you forced to close their businesses. Well, I was going to say, while we're on the subject of families, can you please get your son under control? Hunter Biden. Yes. Um, Did you see his iPhone leak? Which one? Um, His, well, at first it was his laptop, but just a few weeks ago, all the contents of his iPhone were leaked out from his iCloud. Okay, I, I don't know if I saw what you saw, but like a bunch of videos of him like on the beach, the naked, different things like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there was some telegram channels people sent me and telegram the telegram channels were just dumping all his pics and videos in it, it was mainly just like a giant porn show. I was like, I don't want to see this, you guys. Uh, but he loved, you know, he was obviously a sex addict, and there were videos of him with, like, crack, cocaine. Do you think he hates his um, dad? Um, I, I, I don't know. I think he's so busy just getting high and having sex that it's really he won't he doesn't hate his dad as long as his dad provides the funding to continue getting high and having sex wouldn't that be a headline hunter biden gets monkeypox. 
Yeah, but he's definitely into women. Yeah, he had a lot of naked ladies. Hey, anyone can get it, right? That's true. That is true. So, you know, I waded through that stuff to find like, okay, is there anything pertinent to the American people? And I just got so like horrified that I couldn't even keep looking through. But apparently um, FBI cybersecurity people were in his contacts as like friends of him, which, you know, if he's friends with the feds, who would be looking I because some of it, you know, his porn passwords were in there. So, and it was like some of the I'm not supposed to talk about this on YouTube, so I'm going to call it prawn. Some of the prawn he was watching had to do with little girls, which is illegal. That's illegal, guys. But if he's friends with the FBI cybersecurity guys, he's not going to get in trouble. For yeah. So, um, you know, I was just like, dude, this is too much. I can't keep looking through all this. But obviously, Biden's son has issues. Uh, <laughs> That's so, no secret. That is no secret. Um, for sure. But yeah, so Bi- that was Biden giving a speech today um, outside the White House. Apparently, he still is under the weather with the illness. And um, so he was giving speeches from from the White House where he's quarantined. Um, There is an update on the case of um, the congresswoman who was tragically killed. And uh, you guys had talked to me about this. There was a lot of people wondering, okay, was she targeted and killed because... There's theories about how people can get remotely killed when their car is hacked because cars are computers now. Okay, and a lot of my viewers are conspiracy theorists who have to dive into that. And, you know, I think it's good to explore theories. Okay. Absolutely. So the question was, you know, was her car hacked causing the crash? And when I looked at the initial news coverage, I went straight to the local news who has a, has a close relationship with police who sends reporters to the scene. I was like, I'm going to look at local news for this because it mm-hmm. happened in rural Indiana. And I don't trust a big corporate news who's not there. Let's look at local. Well, local news reported that the sheriff's office said that it was the northbound car driven by this older lady, older lady driving by herself. She hits the congresswoman and her two staffers. And it, so it was this other lady who swerved into Congresswoman Jackie Walorski's lane and killed her. And I was like, okay, the chances, the chances that someone hacked that lady's card to make it swerve and hit, hit at just the right time with Walorski is like out of the question. Okay. Now the, now the story changes though. Turns out sheriff's office updated its details and said, Sorry, we were wrong about that. Jackie Walorski and her staffers were in the northbound car that swerved. So now it's like, okay, it was her car that swerved. Here, I'll bring it up on. Uh, you know, she was a she was a big vocal advocate uh, for right wing policy. She hated the left. She was calling out Bill Gates' pet projects. And her last tweet was a scathing review of Bill Gates' pet projects. And so some people are wondering if that is, you know, if, if she was taken out, you know, which I'm not at all saying she was. I'm saying I've covered accidents like this and this accident didn't look suspicious to me. But then again, how would you know if someone's car was hacked? But 
Here's the update. So the Elkhart County Sheriff's Office has obtained updated information to the vehicle crash that occurred August 3rd. The information from the preliminary investigation at the scene as the direction of the travel of the vehicles was not correct. The continuing investigation has located eyewitness and video evidence. Both confirmed that the maroon Buick LeSaver, uh, driven by Edith Schmucker, 56, Edith Schmucker of Napanee, Indiana, was southbound on Highway 19. And then the silver Toyota RAV4, driven by Zachary Potts, a staffer for the Congresswoman, um, was it's- northbound. And it was that Toyota RAV4 containing the Congresswoman that crossed the center line um, for reasons that are unknown and hit Edith Schmucker. All four people died. Is there a video? So the sheriff's office is saying that they, they saw eyewitness video, but they obviously have not released it yet. So... You know, the plot thickens. I'm just saying now that conspiracy theory doesn't seem so out there. Um, And again, looking at the crash scene, I can see how it happened in a curve of the road where someone not paying attention could not turn their vehicle vehicle adequately and hit someone else. So I am I'm not saying that this was that that, you know, this was a hacked vehicle. Okay, although there's very strange stories of cars apparently getting hacked in the past. Um, So I'm just saying we're not closing this case. We don't know why. We have no idea why Zachary Potts, the congresswoman's staffer, went into oncoming traffic and had a head-on collision. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got a lot of hate in the comment section just for my headline on that story. And but what was your headline? um, My headline was that a congresswoman was killed in in a crash hours after her scathing tweet about a Bill Gates pet project, which was true. And I use that opportunity to, to educate people on this Bill Gates pet project that is being rammed through the Senate right now. Um, literally, there are if, if all Democrats can agree on this project, it is going to get slammed through. Hundreds of billions of dollars going to um, climate change funding, which is what Bill Gates cares about, Mm -hmm. um, as well as a ton of money for Biden's friends in big pharma. And again, this is printing money when printing money excessively has caused the inflation. When we're going to continue to do that uh, so that Bill Gates can um, achieve his goals for 2030 of um, shutting down current free market industry. So like you said, the sheriff was just there advocating against all of, of those plans, right? The sheriff. No, no, no. The, the Congresswoman was advocating against that. The Congresswoman. She was, she, she had tweeted or something. Yeah. The Democrats are really interested in getting, um, uh, in telling the story right now of how they're, they're calling it the inflation reduction act. So they're calling it the opposite of what it appears will happen with this act. Hundreds more billions printed. Well, we're going to pay for that later on through taxation. Is taxation going to help our economy too? 
So anyway, it's all just this horrible bill. And this congresswoman was calling it out. And then she dies. I was talking about her legacy mm. and the fact that she was an advocate against these harmful policies. And now she's dead. It's very tragic. And um, and actually, Democrats are celebrating her death. Many on, on her Twitter comment section were celebrating her death. It was very sad. Very That's horrific. Awful. Anyway, I got ripped into by a ton of people for even talking about this at all. And someone tweeted, are you only about conspiracies, Ivory? And someone else responded. I liked this comic. Someone else responded, severe cognitive dissonance speaking of conspiracy when you believed Jesse Smollett, Covington kids attacked Native American, Trump-Russia collusion, Hunter laptop, Russia disinformation. <laughs> oh, crap, girl. It has the keyword I'm not supposed to talk about. It has <laughs> the horse paste. I shouldn't have shown that tweet. YouTube zaps my videos whenever Aww. I talk about the horse paste. But you get the point. All of these things were supposedly conspiracy theories, and then they turned out Look to be true. Into, Look into everything, these guys. Question everything. You do it. You, you've always done it because you're a reporter. I do it because that's my job, too, to look into things further than what they are. That's what I've been dealing with in the sports world with this whole Deshaun Watson case. It's crazy. What but is yes. going on with Deshaun Watson? Do we want to get into this right now? I heard that, you know, he got in big trouble because he loved to pick girls off Instagram and have them massage him. And he would supposedly sexually assault them during the massage. Yes. And now his new, so he got kicked off the Texans or whatever. Now his, no. his new NFL team. Yes. His new NFL team says he can still get massages, but only from the uh, NFL assigned massage service. Yes. But the thing is, uh, Ivory, that a lot of people like have you, if you've been following it, he it's been wondering what's going to be the discipline act. Like what's what's the disciplinary hearing? How is it going to result? What is going to be the result of it? Is it going to be an indefinite suspicion for uh, suspicion for a year or longer? Or what is the case? Uh, the NFL wants to do two things, indefinite suspension, a year or longer, plus getting fined. It came out this week that Judge Sue L. Robinson gave Deshaun Watson a six-game suspension. That's it for all of this. Hmm. A lot of people were outraged. That's not enough. Taking the human aspect out of it with all of these women, the 24 cases, although, you know, all of them basically have been settled almost. Um, but it's, it's, it's been an ongoing process. Now the NFL has appealed it, and that came out on Wednesday. They had 72 hours until Thursday morning to appeal if they wanted to do anything further with this disciplinary act towards Deshaun Watson. And they decided that Roger Goodell... His team are going to do it, but Roger Goodell is the commissioner in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He's using one of his designees, former New Jersey general, uh, to take over this case so that, you know, if anything happens, it's not on Roger Goodell. Um, mm. But to to make this act a lot longer of a suspension for having this ongoing case for two years with all of these women to be just suspended for six games and then getting back out on the field, a lot of people did not like that. So, like I said, they were appealing it and will hope to get more. The process is, are you following? Yeah. The The hard thing is the NFLPA, the Players Association, uh -huh. it's like this, you know, the, the unions, the union, basically the voices like retired players. They are looking to, if 
it's alleged if uh, the suspension goes longer and he get, and Deshaun Watson gets fined, the NFL PA is planning to sue the NFL upon those decisions. Wow. Because they're standing up for players' rights, meaning Deshaun Watson. Oh, wow. So it's a big mess. Oh, wow. It is that a is crazy. big mess. And it's like new reports every single day. There were a lot of women initially seeing him, like you said, 24 in the initial lawsuit. And then some, when they were asked to go public, dropped out and said, oh, I don't want to be a part of that. Um, but And then when you read through some of the details of these cases, I felt like, you know, some, I didn't read all the women's stories, but the ones that I read were like, oh, you know, he asked me to massage him in an uncomfortable place or whatever, or, you know, I noticed his stuff getting hard or whatever, you know, and it was like, you know, mild stuff, you know, it wasn't like, or, you know, and one, one woman said like, oh, he turned and his stuff touched me or whatever. So then there's other reports that say he had forced them to touch inappropriate areas and then also so forced ejaculate it on them. And so there are other reports that go deeper, deeper so that, than just that would surface. mean that he physically held them or moved their arm or their body. That's what force is. Yeah. Force is not saying, you know, you, if you say you have to do, if he said you have to do this consensual, she can say, no, I don't. And I'm leaving now. And that's what women need to do in these situations. Yeah, it's messed up for him to do that. But women need to own their power too and walk out of the room. And that's another part of it is so many of the, so many of these cases have been settled ivory with money. And so that's why you question Mm -hmm. the motive of these women. Exactly. But then it's that's why it gets so sticky. It's like, well, you know, because yeah, here's there's the, so this, many women. This is what irritates me about these kids. Is, is, yes, it's like creepy for a dude to do that. But own your power, woman. Be clear to him, woman, how you feel. Because if you are going to play along and then later say that you were uncomfortable, he probably had no idea you were uncomfortable. He probably thought you were in on this, too. So be clear with the dude. That's my issue with these cases. The big deal too, Ivory, if you're on the other side of that, receiving messages from a professional football player through Instagram, DMing, yeah. wanting a massage, that just that just has red flags all over it. He has all of the access that he wants at the finger t- at his fingertips when it comes to physical therapists, massage, masseuses, I mean, you name it, they will allocate that to you in, in within each leak. Each team well, in, each in the league. I mean, I don't, I don't blame any of these women for responding to the message. You see a huge blue check guy message you. That's a career maker for your massage therapy business. Oh, this guy, you know, this high money guy. It's another is way my, to look at it. This high money guy is my client. Now I, you know, I massage uh, top athletes now, you know, he's going to refer his athlete friends. Now I'm going to be a top athlete massage therapist. It can be a career maker. So of course they're going to respond and say yes. So, you know, it's, that's it's true just, too. You know, at first I was like, do I even believe any of these women's cases or are they, are they just doing a money grab? But the more details you got, the more I was like, yeah, I think there's some truth to this. And, um, his it's very clear his girlfriend he had at the time is now single so she doesn't even want to be with him after all this 
It's a mess. It's pretty, it's pretty sad. It's a mess. Yeah. What's up, you guys? Looking at your comment section. Oh, we have a massage therapist. As a massage therapist myself, this kind of thing is usually take, uh, talked about before the massage even occurs. Oh, like what body parts you want to zone in on? The thing is, too, uh, Devin Laster, you're a massage therapist. So in general, whenever, I don't know who your clients are, what kind of clientele it is, if it's, you know, just the average, the average person, or if you get professional clients like athletes, if you are a professional athlete, you only want specific people working on your body over and over again, because they know your body and what it needs. So I want to ask you that question. Um, if, if someone is coming to you, I mean, you're going to be their therapist, correct? You're not going to, they're not going to go to someone else because if you're if, like, this person knows what you need, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But athletes don't have multiple masseuse massage therapists. You know, it is sketchy to, to get a professional request in your DM sometimes, but I, I'm just saying that I think that professional business more and more does occur in the DMs that that's the era we're in, in the 21st century. And actually one of my big TV jobs, I got through a Facebook message from the news director. So no, I get that. I'm just saying if you get a massage ivory, are you going to go to a different person every single week? You get a massage after you well, do the same stuff to your body. I think Deshaun's the only person who knew it was happening every week. Each person he, who massaged him thought they were going to be his new no, long. And that's massage. what I'm asking. As far as an, a professional athlete, you don't have so many people that you go to. Okay. So Devin has an updated comment uh, through texts or talking before the massage people will talk and hint at if they want something more than a massage. Oh, Whoa. wow. Wow. Yes. Is yeah, that from experience, I, man? Obviously, <laughs> obviously it is. Um, yeah, that's, that's gotta be weird. I, I, um, my Dude. sister, my sister's a massage therapist. I need to ask her about, about that. Um, Cause that's got to be your sister is one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm sure, get her I'm on sure this every, box. yeah, I'm sure every massage therapist has stories about that. Um, sadly. Uh, okay. I saw we had, we do have some more super chats. I don't want to miss the super chats. Oh boy. Is Lauren that lean or is ivory that swole? <laughs> <laughs> you would. I've been oh, doing upper body. She's, no, she's she's really fit, you guys. She's really tiny. Lauren is like a Thank little. Thank you. <laughs> you know? I run. Yes, she's she. I run too, but but I, I try to work these bad boys out. <laughs> I did a lot of squats yesterday. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I um, I'm I need to find a new gym uh, so I can hit the squats hard. I'm looking through your. And this is Red Bull, by the way. Um, yeah, she's laying off of alcohol. What's going on? I mean, it's, it might been, be. it's been a long time. Dang. All right. So, let's, <laughs> yeah, people are mad. when we were talking about YouTube, um, people are mad. I'm mad at, at YouTube. Okay. So talking of all this freaking media corruption, you guys know how I left Fox live on air, called out the, the censorship, the fact that they muzzle you and, oh, sorry, the boss doesn't want you to say certain words. Well, a radio girl has just come out with her own story on this. 
which I want to play for you guys. Stay with me. I'm about to spill some tea. You're going to want to hear. If you are one of my followers, you probably already know that I used to be a reporter in Washington, D.C. lost my passion once I realized how controlled the media is. I worked for several different media outlets in D.C., but one of them was WTOP News, which is the number one grossing talk radio news station in the country. We weren't allowed to report on certain things and say certain words or phrases, and I couldn't figure out why because they were anti-inflammatory. It wasn't a big deal, so I asked my boss, and my boss said it was because of the owners. The owners wanted certain words used or not used. The owners were controlling the media. I looked up who the owners were. WTOP is owned by Bonneville International. Bonneville International is owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Why is the LDS owning the number one grossing talk radio news station in the country centrally located in Washington, D.C.? Whatever happens to separation of church and state? So then I looked further. CNN breaking news. You ever wondered why you always see entertainment on CNN? Justin Bieber is sick. Legacy of Michael Jackson. We got this on CNN. This. It just goes on and on. CNN is owned by Warner Brothers. Yep, that's right. Warner Brothers Entertainment. That's one of the top entertainment companies on the planet. CNN is just trying to entertain you. Oh, Fox News. Fox News is owned by a single family, the Murdoch family. The chairman is Rupert Murdoch. He's a businessman and investor. Think Elon Musk, but for the media. Actually, he's the owner of hundreds of local, national, and international publishing outlets around the world. The Sun and the Times in the UK. Australia, the Daily Telegraph, Herald Sun and the Australian. He also owns the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. This one man, who's just a businessman and investor, owns the media across the whole planet. He controls everything. So if you've ever wondered, hmm, why haven't I heard of this story or that story? This is why. It's not because these random stories you hear aren't real. Because they don't want you to know. That's it. So if you want to hear some real tea spilling and independent journalism from time to time, follow me. I tell the real stories, the real news. That is my passion. You deserve to know the truth. Sums it up right there. Did you, I mean, did you tell her that you were going to put her on there because... No, I, I need to find out how to message she'd be her. So, she'd be so happy that you did that. <laughs> yeah, well, she started TikToking and she has a big TikTok audience. She has a bigger TikTok audience than me, um, which I've been telling people when you leave the corporate news, even before you leave the corporate news, because tons of corporate news people are saying, get me out of this corruption. Mm -hmm. You want to start growing your social media first so that you can make money through social media, which is like the new way of being an independent journalist. Mm -hmm. So the number one place to grow your audience is TikTok. They have an algorithm, algorithm that makes it easy for you to go viral and grow your audience quickly, regardless of how you start. So that's what she's doing. And she's killing it on social media all by herself. And now she gets to talk about whatever she wants and talk about, you know, what the viewers actually care about. And she gets to cover stuff like that, which you never, you never see the corporate news calling itself out. You have to have an independent journalist to uh, blow the whistle and say, this is what's going on. And she made my favorite point she made in that was that just because something is not being talked about in the news doesn't mean it's not happening. It's just the news doesn't want you to hear about it. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing I hope gets through to people through all this is that um, they lie to you through omission. It's these swaths of information that they just throw in the dark like they don't exist when they do exist big time. So it takes independent journalists now to talk about it. It takes people with gut and courage like you like this girl that you just showed. So thank you for that. Guys, I mean, yeah, Ivory's, Ivory's a beast. She's done it and you're doing it now and you continue to do it and being so successful. So 
Cheers to that. Thanks, girl. Yeah, I'll, I got to refill. Finish the kombucha. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to drink alcohol alone, so I'm just going to have kavita. <laughs> well, she has. It's crazy because, well, she has Red Bull. Um, y'all, I work for um, Warner Media. You were a part of her, uh, the company she talked about. Yeah. So how was that? Well, I mean, I keep getting emails about the new, you know, jab, uh, I don't know what to call them, needle uh, policies uh-huh. and whatnot. Um, we still have to wear, uh, the what are they called, canine masks in the um, office? Oh, do you still work for them? I do. Okay, yeah. But, like, freelance, right? Yeah, it's like, because I honestly was like, please do not schedule me. I do not want to be in an office, in a cubicle, by myself, with no one else around, because that newsroom is depleted um, with a mask on. With a mask on. And they actually, uh, yeah, there's a lot of lawsuits going on. But um, really, one of the guys that works there, told they told him not to eat. When he has 10 hour shifts or so. And he's, yeah. Because gone. eating would mean eating taking means down you have your to mess. take down. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's it's, insane. it's a mess. It's a mess. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm rarely, I'm rarely there. I'm like, please don't schedule me. Please don't. Oh my gosh. Well, Fox went really hard with all those rules when we were in the pandemic in 2020. Obviously, I don't work for them anymore, so I don't know how it is now, but I remember we were all banned from even entering the TV station. And then finally, after a while, they said, okay, the main anchor woman can enter. She's the only person. So my coworker, Caitlin Monty, the main anchor, she was the only person in this barren giant newsroom. She had to uh, um, be in this little cubicle with like plastic hanging around it with a mask on all by herself. And it was so depressing and she like begged them to let her work from home again so that at least she could be around family. Um, and so she did, she started anchoring from home again. But now just this time, I was just told she abruptly just left. As I know I haven't seen her. She's gone. Nobody knows why. I was just told that. Um, I, was like, I wanted oh. to ask you, do you still keep in touch with all of them or talk to anybody? I talked to a couple of my old co-workers, but I think most of them are afraid of me. I just found out that my old co-worker that I was very close with, very good friends with, is getting married. I was asked if I was invited to the wedding. I was like, no, I didn't, I had, I didn't even know that this person was getting married. And bec- it's because that person still is within Fox and actually got a promotion all the way up to New York. And those were the head honchos who were ordering the muzzling of me and of other people back when I called it out last year. So I'm like, you're, dude, you're deep inside the beast now. I don't blame you for not inviting me to your wedding. Like, mm. I'm the anti-Fox right now, and you still work inside the beast. So I think, you know, some of them are just really afraid of me if I if they are seen with me, then they are seen as a threat to Fox Corp. And um, they don't want to lose their jobs. So, I mean, that's what you see a lot these days, too. I mean, it's like it's it's typical judging. It's typical going at like, you know, creating certain friend groups against friend groups. I mean, that's what this whole needle thing is. It separates. Well, you know, in my case, it's career protection for them. I don't even I don't have I don't hold it against them. The people who do dare to talk to me while still being within Fox, I really like them. 
because I'm like, oh, you're fearless and you're like no nonsense. And you're like, come at me, Fox, if you have a problem with me being (laughs) friends with Ivory, you know, but other people, it's like, oh, if you're buddies with Ivory, are you conspiring to do the same thing Ivory did? Because the last thing any TV outlet wants is for their on-air talent to call them out live on air. (laughs) That's what they fear. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, even you, you're like, you work freelance for some mainstream media outlets. And so I admire you big time for coming on. Honestly, it does make me a little nervous sometimes (laughs) because this is how I truly feel. Um, because I actually may have something starting here very, very soon covering news, which makes me really nervous. I agree because I don't know how much or how much, how little I can say. Um, yeah. Stay updated. I'll I'll keep you guys updated. These news corporations are looking for a brainwashed, fear-led, uncurious, blinders-on corporate news robot. And if you hang out with me, that might not be you. I'm not a sheep. Okay, then you... I'm not a sheep. I'm just saying that they might not hire you once they find out. You're going to have to act like a sheep in the job interview to get it. Okay. I'm already... It's complicated. I'm already there. I've been working with the company for a long time. Good. It's a a new role. Okay. And if you, and I'm saying, if you can infiltrate this robot machine of like BS fake news, that's great. No, I'm not not doing that. So infiltrate it with some truth seeking. Be the person who goes out and says, I'm not going to follow any narrative. I'm going to find out what's really happening and present it. That's what I got in trouble for, but that's what you're supposed to be doing. And unfortunately, Instead, it's this is how it works. Okay, they're saying that monkeypox is everywhere. Now, I'm assigning you to go and collect information that says that monkeypox is everywhere. If you find it, that you're not seeing any monkeypox, don't report that. Only report that it's everywhere. What you find. You know, so that's, that's like an example of basically what my daily assignment had become is like, this is the narrative. Now go find something that affirms the narrative censor anything that doesn't affirm the narrative. And so that's the tragedy of corporate news right now. Mm-hmm. And they are looking for people who are going to adhere to that narrative, sadly. Mm-hmm. Because they believe in it. They believe all that stuff. Um, sometimes they do. Sometimes they just want their paycheck. <laughs> True. <laughs> What's up, guys? Okay, check in your comments. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling me a lioness. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, all right. I said you, you could ask us anything. Oh, we're already over time. Uh, the voices are out of sync. Dang, I'm sorry, guys. It's my first time adding these new microphones you see clipped on. Um, and I was hoping it would add better audio. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with I us. I bring it much better. Um, the girl you played. Um, oh, well, thanks. No, she she was, um, I'm glad she told her story. The more people who tell their stories, the more corporate news people are going to be inspired to do the same thing. And always question things. Alex Jones, thank you for doing that. But it's unfortunate, the situation you're in right now. Oh, yes. We were going to, we'll have to get into his case next week. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, Go follow Lauren Leal on Instagram. Link down in the description. All right. Bye.